Hello, everybody. Um, this is the Please Ask Mickey podcast. Um, this is just a new podcast that we are trialing. It's obviously going to be awesome and amazing and go beyond the trialing part because it's going to, you know, become famous worldwide, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but my name is Michaela Burnett. I am the Mickey in Please Ask Mickey. Um, and I wanted to start this uh, podcast because being a mum can be really fucking hard. And so I wanted to create somewhere that um, we can be real about what mum life is and what it's like to be a woman. So without further ado, this is my first episode um, and it's called Things You Didn't Expect as a New Mum. So <laughs> I have one daughter and she is, she's almost two. She's fantastic. She's so damn sassy, like crazy sassy, um, which I definitely didn't expect. I think anyone who um, has a child while they're pregnant, they just imagine this little angel coming out. Um, but really, in reality, often you end up with like the Miley Cyrus who, you know, dry humped Robin Thick at the VMAs. But that's what happened to me anyway. I didn't end up with the Shirley Temple. I ended up with the Miley Cyrus. But that's totally cool. I'm so happy with that um, because she's going to run a fucking company one day. So that's amazing. So anyway, this episode, things you didn't expect about becoming a new mum. Becoming a new mum is so exciting, but it is also fucking terrifying. Um, I know when I was pregnant, I was one of those assholes who just glowed and was just boobs and belly um, and just felt really amazing. And, you know, by the way, for, if you are pregnant at the moment and you are not yet a mum, stay in that bubble. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not going to get any sleep. Don't let anyone tell you that it's going to be shit or anything like that. Just stay in your bloody bubble. And if you are someone that's going around telling glowing pregnant ladies that they're never going to sleep again, fuck you. That's not very nice. Don't do that. Leave them in their bubble. They can figure it out for themselves. So becoming a new mum is really scary because you get home and you realize you have no fucking clue what you are doing. You are responsible for keeping this tiny, screaming, alien child alive aliens because let's be honest they all just look like squishy red screamy things um I mean being a new dad is also scary but in my experience dads just mostly have this like blank look on their face for the first year of their life they're just screaming just like please give me some fucking instructions because I I have less idea what I'm doing I know my partner he absolutely needed instructions um because he really wanted to help, but he just had no idea how. He basically would just stand there frozen um, like a statue and <laughs> until I just told him what to do. And he was like, oh, my God, thank God. Um, and it was hilarious because I also had no idea what I was doing. So it was basically just the blind leading the blind. I think every parent, once they've had their kid, they get home and it's like, you know, day one or day one from coming home from the hospital and just sitting there and you realize what the fuck have we done what have we done why have we done this we don't know what to do why are we here you literally have no idea what you're doing um but there are lots of surprises to becoming a new mum I mean it is it truly is so exciting if you if you're a glowing pregnant lady right now listening 
please know that it is amazing. This is just about the surprises that you just don't expect and you cannot prepare yourself for until you have had a human exit you. Before that, you have no fucking clue. Once the human has exited you, you'll, you just prepare yourself for these things. I mean, my first surprise happened within the first half an hour of my daughter leaving my body. I just just had a human literally exit a hole of in my body. Um, and, you know, they'd done the whole, like, held the baby up like the Lion King, like, here's your child. Um, and, you know, brought her up to me. We did the chest chest. I mean, skin to skin. Um, she managed to feed well straight off the bat, which was amazing. I was just in shock. Um, birth the placenta, by the way, that's just a surprise in itself. Birthing a fucking placenta. Those things are humongous. Um, and then they cut the cord, palmed her over to Chris, um, who's my partner. And they're like, the nurses are like, all right, up you pop love, go have a shower. And I was like, um, were you just there? Did you literally just witness what the fuck just came out of me? My cervix is like currently parted wider than the fucking Red Sea. Um, and you want me to stand up. I'm pretty sure all of my organs are literally going to leave my body. That was terrifying to me. They're like, no, honey, you're going to be, it's fine. You're fine. And I'm like, there is no way that I can get up without my organs falling out of me. Like, I'm not even sure that I have legs anymore, let alone the ability to walk on them. But amazingly, they convinced me, took a lot of convincing because I was really sure that I wouldn't be able to walk. Um, They convinced me to hop in the shower. The same shower that less than an hour ago, I was like basically performing an exorcism in. I was just screaming at my partner for existing. He had to leave the shower. I was like, I'm going to do this on my own. Fuck you. And so he had, he just left and fell asleep in the corner of a room somewhere. Um, I threw up in that shower and everything like that shower and I had gone through sometimes and yet I was back in it showering and I could not believe it was just the most surreal thing. Um, because like a baby had literally just come out of me and here I was having a shower like 10 minutes later. (sighs) And I mean, it seemed like I had this like 10 meter wide gap between my legs and like jelly for a stomach. So it was the craziest thing. But anyway, the wildest shower of my life, um, also the shortest shower of my life because it just seemed wrong to be so far away from my baby. And mind you, it was like two meters, but still it seemed way too far away. Um, But because becoming a mum is nothing like you'd expect it to be, I thought it'd be a really good idea to just run through a list of some of the things that mums never expected. I actually um, took it upon myself to ask um, a lot of women, um, anyone who follows me on Instagram, I put the question out there and I said, what did you not expect as a new mum? Like what surprised you? What shocked you? Um, So... I wrote down a list of all of these things. I haven't really properly read them myself. I've written them down, but I haven't actually gone through them. So I thought we could go through them um, together. And by together, I mean, nobody is technically here. I'm literally sitting in a studio on my own talking to absolutely nobody. I feel like if I could, I would like a studio audience maybe with like 
some guy dressed, like two guys dressed in like drama blacks holding like laugh now signs. Um, anyway, I'll try and work on that for next week. Anyway, the list. So, um, loss of friends. That's a really interesting one because I feel like that definitely occurs for many new mums because your friends that don't have children cannot understand how you feel anymore. That's just the reality of the situation. The only people that understand what you are going through is other mums. My recommendation for anyone who um, has just had a child or is having a child is find a mum group. I was really lucky that a lot of my friends actually had babies at the same time. So we were all, you know, had these fresh as fuck newborns. Um, None of us knew what we were doing. We're all in the same situation. We weren't working. So it was great. We got to catch up all the time. And that was just, that helped me so much. It's so good to be able to talk to other mums and and not complain or whinge, but just to actually just get off your chest how you're feeling and realize that you're not alone. You're not the only person feeling that. Like you don't hate your kid. You don't wish that they're not there anymore, but you just need someone to talk to about the fact that they screamed all night and now you're really fucking tired and confused and sad and your hormones are just like this constant roller coaster and you just don't even know who you are anymore because you're just so confused with life. Um, so if you are losing friends, don't, it's not their fault really, because the other thing is, is often people find it's not so much a loss of friends, but if you're not working, but your friend still works nine to five, five days a week, it's not really their fault that they can't see you. So you just have to cut them some slack. They're not trying to be an asshole. They're not trying to be a bad friend. They just can't be what you want them to be, if that makes sense. Um, but I don't know, maybe have a different opinion on that. Let me know. Um, the next one, this one surprised me. You wouldn't be able to bathe your child for four days after having them. Like, so <laughs> for four days, your child is literally just um, covered in like uterus um, juice, uterus, I don't know what, it's It's pretty fucked, but at the same time, and this is going to, this is another surprise, they smell delicious. They smell so delicious. Yes, they're covered in uterus, but fuck, they smell good. I don't know what it is about the smell of your fresh newborn child, but I used to just sniff my newborn's head to death. I would just stay up all night sniffing her head. It just, it was like crack. It is like mum crack. And if someone came over and hugged my baby and they were wearing perfume, I was just like ravenous. How dare you make my brand new baby smell like Chanel number five? How rude. Just just so people know, don't wear perfume when you're going to cuddle a brand new newborn. It gets rid of the uterus smell and the uterus smell is delicious. Um, the next thing on the list and a lot of people actually spoke about this, is the Blues Day. Um, if you don't know what the Blues Day is, it occurs on about the fourth or fifth day after having um, your child. And so it's the day when your milk comes in, which is just another like surprise as well. Like People always talk about, oh, yeah, your milk comes in, your milk comes in. 
when your milk comes in, you literally wake up with like Pamela Anderson-sized fucking rocks on your chest. I literally, like, I couldn't breathe. I was swallowed. I literally got lost in my own boobs. Chris did not stop looking at me and I was like, if you fucking touch my boobs, I will stab you. Don't even think about it because they hurt so much. Um, but when your milk comes in, you also, I don't know the science of it, but your hormones just drop and you are sad for no reason. I remember um, my chiropractor, she actually let me know. She's like, all right, on your fourth day or the day that your milk comes in, I don't want you to see anybody. I don't want you to go anywhere and I don't want you to do anything. Just embrace the sadness. Just cry. Just let it out. And I was like, oh, my God, are you for serious? I'm on a fucking high. I just had a kid. I'm excited. I'm in a love bubble. Um, But no shit. That fourth day came around. Woke up. Pamela Anderson. Couldn't breathe. And then we had to go to the hospital to get, um, you have to get like this little pinprick on your kid's foot. Like they just take this little bit of blood and it just, um, to find out whether they've got any of the yucky, serious, um, diseases. And anyway, so we, um, we inconveniently made the appointment for that fourth day went into the hospital and I was already just like, so everything was annoying me that day. Everything was making me sad. Chris looked at me the wrong way and I would just burst into tears. He did not know what to do. He does not know what to do in general. If, if I am emotional, um, he's just like, they're there, like pats me. Um, so we went into the hospital and the nurse took my little baby and she put this tiny little pinprick on the bottom of her feet and I was, I wasn't just crying, I was ugly crying, bawling my eyes out. Like I don't think I've ever cried so much in my life. I was screaming at her like, don't touch my baby. Um, And she goes, she's like, how old is your child? And I was like, four days old. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And she, and she just knew, she knew what was going on. So that blues day is the realest shit. If I could tell you anything, do not leave the house. Do not talk to anybody. Do not do anything. Exactly what someone told me, but I did not listen to. I actually even saw people that day too, and I was so annoyed at them for existing um, and so sad that they had come over and just got all up in my space. Um, so you turn into a real piece of work that day. So just keep as far away from people as possible because you'll end up with, you know, no friends or family. Um, oh, so shitting for the first time after having a baby, that is fucking scary. So I shat myself while giving birth. It took me a really long time to get this out of um, my partner because in our antenatal class, the nurse said to all the guys, she said, even if even if your wife or partner shits themselves, do not tell her ever. Um, and while I was giving birth, I actually, although I was, you know, focusing on getting my kid out, I still had this this thought because the nurse, the midwife, literally saying to me, "Push into your bum," and so I was like, "Radio." Um, and I was like, "There is no way that I am not shitting myself right now." And then. Without a shadow of a doubt, I asked Chris, 
probably literally two hours after giving birth, I was like, did I shit myself? Because he was down that end. He caught Maddie. Um, so if anyone was going to know, it was absolutely him. And he was like, no, 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 babe, none, nothing. Clean as whistle. Baby just came straight out. All good. And by the way, this is just, I'm just going to brag for a moment, but I, I got out scot-free. No grazes, no cuts, no tears. Um, it's not very nice of me to say that, but I feel like that I have those bragging rights. My vagina was well and truly flexible enough to get that baby out with nothing. Um, but yeah, so but about a year and a half after having my daughter Maddie, I got Chris drunk one night and took advantage of him um, by asking him, babe, you have to tell me, did I shit myself? And he still, drunk as a skunk, was like, no, babe, you didn't. Like, God bless him, just really sticking to his guns. And I was like, come on, you can tell me, I don't care. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, you definitely shat yourself. And I was like, fuck yeah, I knew it. I would rather know because... While I was in there, I just thought there was absolutely no way in hell that I didn't. Like, how could I not? How could I possibly push out a human and not push out a turd at the same time? That was bizarre to me. Um, But then, because giving birth feels like doing the biggest shit of your whole life, after giving birth, when you do finally need to go again, It is like terrifying. I remember just sitting on the toilet, like crying, just, just hoping to God that I, you know, I wouldn't lose my uterus at the same time because that's, you know, because that's like a real thing. So I actually, (laughs) I held on to my vagina. I held it and I was like hoping to God that I didn't feel like a uterus just like tapping at my hand while I was holding on to it. And I somehow managed to, once I did it and the fear and, you know, I just let go of the fear and I got through it. It was totally fine. You can survive your first shit after having a kid. You absolutely can. But you have to know that you just don't expect it to be so scary. Um, The same goes with peeing, of course, because um, even if you are like me and get out scot-free, it still stings. It still really stings. You still need one of those like little squirty bottles to really dilute the wee um, because otherwise it really, really stings. I can't even imagine how much it would hurt or how terrifying it would be if you had to have an episiotomy um, or you tore or you got any kind of grazing. Oh, just like imagine peeing on a cut. That's how it feels. Um except worse. It's just really scary. So, but eventually just use the squeezy water bottle and all will be fine. Eventually your vagina will return to normal-ish. Normal-ish. Um, all right. What else have we got on the list? Loss of abs. Okay. I never had that problem because I never had abs in the first place. Um, so that one definitely, I don't know about that. Maybe if you've got abs, you probably will lose them because they're actually tear, like they're actually split. You end up with like a gap in your abs um, because, of course, I didn't have abs in the first place. It didn't really take that long for my abs to come back together. 
um, because there wasn't much going on anyway. I think if you do have abs, I think it's actually harder for them to come back together. I don't know. I just made that up. That could be complete bullshit. Um, but yeah, so if you have abs, you'll probably lose them. Um, how isolating it can feel at times. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think because it can be really lonely because you feel like no one understands how you're feeling. And um, like, although your husband or partner is there or maybe not there, I can imagine it would be even more isolating and terrifying if you're doing it on your own. Um, But even they don't understand. And that's actually, that's another thing is after having children can be a bit hard on your relationship. I think because both people feel like the other person doesn't understand how the other person feels. Like I know, you know, your husband feels like he's just working every day and then he has to come home and he has to do more work and look after the baby and do all that kind of stuff. And you don't understand how he's, and you know, you don't understand what he's going through or how he feels. And then vice versa, you're going, you have no idea how I feel. I just had um, a person come out of me. I'm so confused. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Who am I? What is life? Like, I don't have a job. Like, what am I? I, I literally just clean the house and um, pick up shit every day and deal with this screaming child who cries no matter what I do. Um, so eventually you get through that and you realize that, you know, you're both doing a good thing. Um, but it definitely can feel really isolating. I think going back to the loss of friends um, point at the start, it is really important to find some sort of mother's group because support is really important. Um, and other mums, you really need other mums around you to make you feel normal because I think as a mum, you always feel like you're the only one going through it. But at the end of the day, there's so many of us so, so many of us, and there has been for bazillions of years, I don't really know this, you know, how many years, but a lot of years, you know, women have been making children for a really fucking long time. Um, and we're going to continue doing it. So just know that you're not alone. You're not the first person to have a kid. You're not the first person to become a mum. You're doing it with every other woman pretty much ever, most women ever. So Find your tribe, find your mum clad, find your mum group, follow mums on Instagram that inspire you and are real and make you feel normal, not the ones who make you feel like um, they're living this perfect, uh, uh, sorry, <coughs> perfect, amazing um, Instagram life and they're, you know, their house has zero mess um, and their kids are always dressed in like $400 outfits don't follow those people. Follow the people that are real and and make you feel normal um, because that's what being a mum is. It is just normal. It is just being real and raw. Um, the next one that we have. Oh, your hair would fall out. Um, yeah, so this absolutely happened to me. As I said, I was like that wanker pregnant person, that glowing pregnant person who – just was boobs and belly and felt amazing. And I was just like, oh my God, I love being pregnant. I'm like a pregnant fucking unicorn. Um, and you know, I just brag about how good I felt. Um, 
and my hair just like just to add to it all add to the goddess feeling my hair got so long and so thick and my hormones were just making me feel amazing I was like practically had people like coming up to me like scouting me for Pantene ads and I was just like flicking my mermaid hair around everywhere and people kept telling me like your hair's gonna fall out three months after having your baby guarantee all that shit's gonna go and I was like no 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 I'm a unicorn my hair will not fall out Um, and I really swore by that I was really sure that I was gonna keep my mermaid hair and then three months passed Still had my mermaid hair. Hair hadn't started falling out yet. And I was like, fuckers, I knew you were wrong. Four months came around and I literally went from like unicorn mermaid to like cancer patient overnight. And, you know, I mean that not in a horrible way, but my hair was just falling out in clumps. I literally was just molting. I was like, uh, you know, some sort of Himalayan wolf that had, you know, found itself in the middle of the Australian desert, um, just losing hair, like left, right and centre. I practically ended up with like a mullet. My hair just got so thin. I had to cut it all off, cut all my mermaid hair off. I had these baby hairs that basically were like a, like a halo around my head that just stuck out at like a 45-degree angle, almost like a hat. And they were so fucking rank. I could not deal with them. So one day I went like almost did like a Brity 07 and I just cut myself a fringe because I was like, look, if I've got this piss-poor excuse for a fringe, I'm going full hog. I'm cutting myself a fringe. It was kind of like a quarter-life crisis moment. Like I just cut all my hair off and then I was like, no, fuck it. I need a fringe. And in the past, like I've got curly hair, so I shouldn't have a fringe at all. I should not be the proud owner of a fringe. And at that stage, my straightener had actually broken. So I was going to have a permanently curly fringe and I don't have nice curls either. I have really rank curls that don't know how to curl. Um, So it was easily at the time I thought, dumb decision. Now I still am rocking my fringe. I'm really pro fringe. If your hair's all fallen out, cut yourself a fringe. Change is like as good as a holiday. Why not? Cut all your hair off, cut your fringe off. New life, new you, you know, you're a mum now. And who, like you get to a stage where you don't actually care what people think of you. All you care about is what your child looks like. Like you, my kid is always has new clothes and is dressed beautifully. Me, I'm still rocking the same shit that I owned like five years ago. I haven't bought myself anything new in a really long time because I'm like, who cares? Nobody looks at me. Like, I'm already in a relationship. I've got a kid now. Like, he can't leave me. He's stuck. I've got him trapped. I can just let myself go now. No one cares. And I can start, you know, I feel like I got to a stage where I was like, I'm going to start making some like fashion, like, um, dramatic fashion choices. Like, why not? I'm going to be really bold because no one's really looking at me. So I can be, can start making some um, interesting choices, you know, like glitter and headbands. And um, what else did I rock? Not that much. I'm not that exciting, but I really, I did give it a crack, like crazy earrings. I never wear jewelry, but I started wearing some like pretty out there earrings for me. So I don't know. I, I went a bit wild. Um, someone wrote breastfeeding would make you fall asleep. 
that's really news to me. Breastfeeding did not make me fall asleep. It made my kid fall asleep, which is why I did it all the time. Um, and then she ended up becoming like an obsessed boob monster and I turned her into an actual devil. Um, but apparently this person would fall asleep every time they breastfed. Um, so that's pretty cool. I would be breastfeeding all the time then, even more if both myself and my child fell asleep. Um, but boobs, just in general. So my, I know they tell you before having a kid that, like, I know my mum used to always tell me all the like, my boobs were never the same after you girls. I got grey hair. Actually, I also started getting grey hair after having Maddie, so that was fucked. You know, I got grey hair, my boobs got fucked, I got fat, blah, 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 blah. You know, it just ruined her life. Um, but no shit. If you are breastfeeding, um, I think it all, but like really, especially for, I breastfed for 21 months, um, which was ugh, too long. But my boobs got fucked up something ridiculous. I really did not expect them to get that bad. When I was pregnant, the only place that I – I should have known because, yeah, when I was pregnant, the only place that I got um, stretch marks was under my boobs. So I should have known that my boobs were just not – they did not really handle change very well, um, and they really didn't. Like, my boobs are now basically, like, half-filled condoms. It's like someone's just, like, had, like, a really half ass cracked – I'd like jizzing into a couple of condoms and then just like stuck them to my chest and did like, you know, like God after six days and is like, they're boobs. Wish I call them boobs. Um, that's pretty much what my chest looks like now. My nipples like basically sink into them. I have to like actually just roll them up to like, like a sleeping bag to put them into a bra. And I definitely cannot get away with wearing a bra because my nipples would just pop out the bottom of my top. They would like just do a little sneaky, sneaky down the bottom. Um, so maybe not everyone's boobs could get that bad, but mine got really bad. Like I feel like I could have, I could have been in Australia and my daughter could have been in Mexico and I still could have fed her because my boobs have the elasticity of like a 700 year old hair tie. Um, or like, you know, undies that your grandmother wore back in the 20s the same elasticity of, as that like they are they are known they are not nice I can when I'm having sex I definitely wear a t-shirt um because they're just not a sexual thing anymore because I don't like being on top of my partner and slapping him in the face with my boobs it turns me off I'm like yeah even I'm off this I'm off me I would not be into that um, so, but just breastfeeding in general. So for some people, breastfeeding is really hard. Things like, um, tongue ties are a thing, tongue and lip ties. Some children have, and it means that they can't latch properly. And then it of course means that they can't, um, suck properly. And then it makes breastfeeding, breastfeeding, sorry, really hard and it hurts. Like I know quite a lot of people who have kids that um, had tongue ties and they had a really shit time. They like had to get this special like little doobie wacky thing that like helped get the baby on or like sucked the milk out and then put in the baby's mouth and had to go to lactation consultants to learn how to like 
hold the baby in a certain way. Um, yeah, and just in general, like if you start breastfeeding, and even if it is successful, your nipples really hurt because they're not used to being sucked on that often. It's It would be like if you just sat in a bath for 40 years and just expected to just not um, like turn into a prune and be in pain. That's basically how you, your nipples have like literally just been living this dry life, like maybe on and off getting a suck here and there, but mostly just a dry life for the past pff, 25 odd years. And now all of a sudden they're just like getting lubed up every single day, pulled on, sucked on, tongue ties, like getting all up in the grill. And they're just like, what did I do to deserve this? I'm not prepared for this. Um, we didn't do any training. And so, yeah, they really hurt. And yeah, it's like it's like becoming piss fit. It's like the same. So you have to become like breastfeeding fit. Just got to keep going at it, drinking for like three weeks straight or, you know, breastfeeding for three weeks straight. And then all of a sudden you don't even feel your nipples anymore. Mine are basically like pebbles. I absolutely can't feel anything. Like you could throw, you know, you could stab them and I would not even know. They're completely numb. So if you are breast, if you've just started breastfeeding and you are in pain, just know that in a few months you won't be able to feel them anymore. So just let that be the light at the end of your tunnel. Um, also on the topic of breastfeeding, mastitis is a thing and it really hurts. Um, mastitis is when there's a blockage in the um, in the duct of your nipple. So it basically like builds and builds and it can get infected and it can actually be really serious. I know people that have ended up in hospital because you end up with these horrible like fevers um, because as I said, it can get infected. So then you end up with this infection. Um, So I think to like, because I got mastitis once um, and it really, really hurt. So they say cabbage leaves are really good to help with the pain. Um, Also feeding, just constantly feeding as much as possible to help remove the duct. Massaging it in a hot shower um, is also good. And I found, I went and saw my acupuncturist pretty much straight away um, and she literally um, healed it instantly. So I don't know, maybe she's a witch, but she literally healed my mastitis instantly. So if you are struggling with mastitis right now or constantly struggling with it, I know some people who just um, seem to get it reoccurringly, get yourself like a witchy acupuncturist. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, I love this one. How you can love and hate your child at the same time. Um, Yes, 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 yes. I don't know if like maybe not hate but definitely really – like strongly dislike, like a really strong dislike. So the ultimate strong dislike, you know, when your mum's like, it's not nice to hate people. You can strongly dislike them, but don't hate them. Um, that level, you don't want to hate your kid. No one wants to say they hate their kid, but you're allowed to strongly dislike your kid. And that goes even when they're newborns. I had moments where I was like so sleep deprived. And she was just crying and tea and you know, not her fault. She's a newborn. She's like, I'm actually so fresh to this world. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know where I am. Like, who are you? What's going on? 
Um, why is it so light? Why am I like, why am I on the outside? And they're crying and you're just like, I love you so much, but fuck, you're being a wanker right now. Please stop crying and go to sleep. I definitely swore at my newborn a couple of times. Now, no one called child services. It wasn't like in a mean way. Don't actually hate my kid, but they really shit you off sometimes, like a lot, especially when they become toddlers. Um, I mean, I've got an almost two-year-old right now and damn, she loves to push a button. Oh, she loves to push a button so much and she's so cheeky about it. Um, and you're like, oh, I'm so angry at you, but you're also so cute. Like, it's very confusing. Um, it's like you want to, um, punch them, but also cuddle them at the same time and you can't punch them. So you cuddle them, but you just cuddle them really hard. Um, so that's the thing. Be prepared for (laughs) loving and disliking your child all at the same time. Um, Oh, I love this one. I expected to know my child straight away. Um, I didn't expect that I would have to get to know them. I know a lot of people who um, experience this, and I think I did too, to some degree, definitely, because I think when you're pregnant with um, your child for 10 months, you feel like you definitely know them. You spend so much time with them. They're literally inside of you. And you're like, as soon as, like, once they're out, I'm going to know what they, I'm going to know everything about them. I'm going to know what their personality is. I'm going to know who they are. I'm going to know what every cry means. I'm going to know what they need. I'm just going to know everything because I'm their mum. No one knows more than me. But what you don't expect is that, Although you harbored this human, you played human incubator to them for, you know, 10 months, um, you don't actually know them at all. Maybe you know them a little bit, but when they come out, you have to get to know them. They have to get to know you. You have to get to know them. There's like this, you know, time frame and it, you know, you'll continue to get to know them for the rest of their life, but especially at the beginning, like it's going to take a while for you to really understand who they are. Um, and like, they truly do come out with personalities and it's hilarious. You know, those parents that are like, just kind of, um, expect that every child is the same, that everything works for the same kid. Like I had a kid who literally does not like sleeping. She has FOMO for life. She would rather um, die than sleep pretty much. Like straight from when she was a newborn, she hates being swaddled. She just like her wings cannot be clipped. She just wants to live and like she's going to, you know, travel the world when she's five. She's just going to be like, mom, I'm leaving to join the circus. I'm heading off to Amsterdam tomorrow. Um, Yeah. And she'll be like four years old. Like that's my kid. And I was not expecting that at all. I was not expecting that kid. I was definitely expected the kind of kid that would just like sleep perfectly, um, have no problems, just be, you know, like a doll. I definitely expected a doll. I feel like we all expect dolls. It's so annoying that they're not these perfect little dolls. Um, but yeah, so I think everyone's in the same boat when it comes to feeling like you don't instantly know your child. It definitely is like a learnt thing. It's definitely something you have to get to know them. And it's like meeting anybody for the first time. You don't know them straight away. There's like, you know, have to 
go out on a few dates or hit the clubs a couple of times or whatever it is. I don't know how everyone else met their partners or whatever. I met mine on Tinder and we just like literally clubbed for like five months straight. Um, but maybe other people do it more romantically. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so you have to really get to know them and don't feel bad that you don't know them straight away because you're not the only one. That's just everybody. Um, having to relearn who I am. I love this because I feel like this, this is absolutely every single new mum. Because after having a kid, there's no way that you can go back to being who you used to be. You can't, like, you are no longer on your own. You're no longer the only person that you have to think about. You're responsible for a brand, for an entire person, um, which is a, you know, huge, huge responsibility. And so you have to figure out who you are as a mum, like who you are as Michaela, Maddie's mum. Um, and it's like that real balance of still being yourself and still um, finding out who you are and keeping your own identity and keeping um, the most authentic part of you. But you add, like you grow as a mum. You have to. You mature overnight. Like I look at myself before I had my daughter and I mean before I fell pregnant, I was still hitting those clubs like every single weekend and so I was a child um, and so I had to grow up hella quick, really quick as soon as I um, fell pregnant and then once Maddie was born, I feel like I just became an actual adult overnight um, and it was like amazing and awesome but it's like being in your early 20s again, going through that whole, who am I? Like, what am I here for? What is my calling? Like, what is my purpose in life? Um, you go through that entire stage, which can be daunting and it can seem horrible and really hard. But at the same time, you just have to look at it with the perspective of also how exciting. Because um, I know for me, like it was during that time that I actually really did find myself. Um, I, f- I found myself as the most mature version of myself. I started to see myself in a way that I never saw myself before. You know, you start to care less. And I mean, not everyone, but you should. You should start to care less about what people think. And you have to as a mum, because otherwise you're going to have a really hard time because it is a judgy crowd. It can be really bloody hard being a mum, mostly because of other mums. Just make it hard for the rest of us. So you have to grow a really thick shell, which can be a blessing in disguise because you end up being a pretty tough bitch. Um, And you start to know your worth. I know for me, after having Maddie, I was like, God, I can make a human. I can make an actual person and I can get I can get the person from inside of me and I can get it out of my body and then I can take this person and I can turn her into a bigger person and I can keep her alive and I can um you know keep her fed and do all these amazing things like look my my boobs are making milk that feed her and what the hell like how can I even possibly do this? I'm a fucking superwoman. And that it does not matter whether or not you um, have a C-section or you have a natural birth or whether you breastfeed or whether you don't breastfeed or however you do it, you are a mum and that is really 
fucking insane. We're practically X-Men. We can go without sleep for like years. I went without like getting into a deep sleep, like REM sleep for well over a year. It was so weird. The first night I actually had a deep sleep. I was like, how have I physically survived this long? It's because we're X-Men, as I said. Somehow, some way, we're able to um, do things that are just beyond, you know, what physics or science can explain. So I think when you're, you know, having to relearn who you are or having to find yourself or you're going through that time of that whole who am I, what am I here for, just remember that. Remember how powerful you are. Remember what you've done. Um, Be kind to yourself. Like realize that there is that time of, you know, you're not going to have a career straight away. You don't have to be working a million hours a week. You don't have to do everything. Like at that time, you just need to be a mum and you need to focus on yourself as well. You need to really make you a priority. Do things that make you happy. Go to that yoga class um, once a week. Go catch up without your kid. Like you're not a bad mum because you want a couple of hours alone. It is so important. If it means that you are going to be a more peaceful, happier person, it is means that you're also going to be a better mum. You cannot be a good mum if you're stressed out, freaking out, crying, upset, feeling like you're this horrible mother, feeling like, you know, there's no time for you, um, all of that. And like, if you're a mum, you absolutely know what I'm talking about. It is so important to look after you because it's not only good for you, but it's good for your child and it's good for the rest of your family. They're going to be like, thank God mum went and on that yoga retreat because she's not a fucking bitch anymore. So they will thank you. Um, oh, that I wouldn't know what I was doing. That's a classic. I'm pretty sure we all, you know, I think I talked about that. We get home, um, first night at home alone with a baby and you, you sit there and you go, what the fuck have we done? Why? Like who let us be in charge of a human? No one knows what they're doing, by the way. So just just feel good knowing that um, no one knows. We're all in the same boat. No one has any idea what they're doing. Um, that there was pretty much no point reading a single book. I love that because I read no books. Um, and I love books. But I, for some reason, I just felt that I did not want to know. I didn't want to read anything about parenting. I didn't want to read anything about birth. I didn't want to read anything about birth stories or um, what I could expect. I didn't read about breastfeeding. I literally read about nothing. Everything was a surprise to me. And I'm actually really so thankful that I did that because I had no expectations. I went into birth with no expectations. I went into parenting with no expectations. I didn't even like I didn't even know when the leaps were, regressions were, everything was a surprise to me. I would just Google it at the time. Like if Maddie was just crying nonstop, like, you know, at that seven days or whatever it was, I'd just go into Google and I'd be like, Why is my it's day seven of my child being born? She isn't um stopping crying. Is she broken? Am I doing something wrong? And Google would be like, Oh, so it's this leap that they've hit today and they just cry for no reason for three days straight. 
And then I'm like, oh, cool, phew, she's not broken, she's fine. Um, but yeah, it was really good because, as I said, there were no expectations. So I wasn't failing any expectations. I didn't go into birth thinking that it was going to go any particular way. I was open to a C-section. I was open to drugs. I was really hoping I didn't want to have any drugs, but I definitely got to a point where I screamed at my partner, give me some fucking gas. And he said, no, no, honey, remember you said you did, you said, even if you scream at me not to give you the gas. And I basically screamed, no uterus, no opinion. Fuck you. Get me a midwife. I want gas. And he was like, right, gas it is. Um, so, you know, <laughs> There's, and like most people, and I know a lot of people who read all of the books and then realized that there was absolutely no point reading them. And reading them really made it so much harder for them because they had all these expectations. And then because the parenting or the birth or whatever it was didn't meet those expectations, they felt like a failure. They felt like they, um, you know, they were doing a bad job of being a parent or a mum. I mean, there are some great books out there. And if you're the kind of person that have the kind of personality that you need to read them, definitely do. Um, But yeah, it's interesting that says people think that there was pretty much no point reading any books. I know a lot of people who who feel that. Um, I love this one. How quickly I turn into my own mother. That's the worst. I just, I'm feeling it so hard. And it scares me every day. Like everything my mum ever said about what happened to her after having kids, um, everything she ever used to, you know, talk about or complain about or whatever it was, I'm like, oh my God, I'm her. And it is so scary. I look in the mirror and I'm like, hi, mum. And I mean, I don't know whether she would think that's a good thing or not. I mean, it's good. My mum, I've got a great mum, but it is so terrifying. I think mostly because you realise you're getting old. That's the scariest thing for me is not that I'm turning into my mother, but I'm getting old, um, which is, you know, depressing. <laughs> How boring newborns are. Yeah, that's so fair. They don't do anything. Like, truly, they literally just cry, shit, wee, um, drink milk. That's it. That's all. And sleep. That's all newborns do. They're literally just like squishy, red, screamy dolls. Um, But yeah, they're so boring. Once they start to get a personality, it's so much more fun. Uh, But like, I can't wait to have a newborn again because I'm like, oh God, I can't wait to have a boring newborn who just does nothing but, you know, sleeps all the time. Um, How shit any outfit is that isn't a zippy suit is to put on a newborn. I don't know if I said that right, but Basically, I remember I got all these really adorable little outfits um, for Maddie, and then I realized how annoying they were. Like, T-shirts on a newborn is the dumbest thing out because you pick them up and the T-shirt just rides right up to their face, and you're like, cool, I don't know why I did that. If it's not a zippy suit, like a Bond zippy suit, it's a piece of shit, basically. Just get, like, 40 zippy suits and just leave your children in them as long as possible. Um, How quickly your body can recover. I was um, really lucky. My body recovered quite quickly, but that's because I had a natural birth, of course, which made it a lot easier. 
Um, and I was, you know, a pregnant unicorn. So, like, I'm just as surprised as, any, as everybody else is at how quickly I got my body back. I also think it helps that I'm young. Um, like, sorry. Um, but a surprise to me was um, people that had C-sections. I have so much respect for women that have C-sections. Um, I hate that there's like this um, stigma or like this idea around women that have C-sections that they haven't experienced birth properly. I think that is the most horrible thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, C-sections are awful. And most women, like 99% of women, aren't having them because they want it. They're having it because they have to. Um, no one wants to be awake while doctors literally cut open your stomach. It is actually very, um, like it is intense surgery. <laughs> it is not just like a little, um, you know, keyhole surgery. They have to slice open your stomach to get the baby out. While your husband sits there and watches while they pull your intestines out and pop them on the table next to you. And then they have, you know, and then they pull the baby out. That's all good. That's all great. But it is horrible. That is so scary. Um, you're literally awake while your stomach is cut open on the table. And then you have to recover from that surgery. And it's not just a small recovery. Plus, you're not supposed to be taking too many painkillers. You're literally only allowed Panadol and they try to give you as little as possible because it will go through the milk to the baby and they don't want the baby to be having Panadol. So while you're recovering from this major surgery, you can't have painkillers and you can't drive for six weeks. Um, you're also a fresh new mum and you're trying to look after a little baby and you're possibly breastfeeding. And as you're breastfeeding, your uterus is also contracting. So even a contracting uterus hurts. Um, imagine how much that would hurt if you've got, you know, four million stitches in your stomach. So hats off to anybody who has had a C-section and to anybody who um, seems to think that women who have C-sections have it easy. Oh, God, you need a bloody reality check because they have well and truly experienced birth. They've experienced it on a completely other, another level. You know, that's like, at the end of the day, all that matters is you get a baby out. It doesn't matter how it comes out. It just matters that it comes out. As long as the baby comes out, you have given birth. It does not need to leave your vagina for it to be a real birth. Um, so that's actually all that I've got on this list. Um, it's really awesome. I got such an amazing response when I threw the question out. Um, and a lot of women that responded saying, actually I had a lot of people just saying fucking everything um, was a surprise to them, which um, I'm actually not surprised about because it is nothing can prepare you for motherhood. Absolutely nothing. Um, all you can do is just have as little expectation as possible and just go in excited. There's nothing wrong with being in that love bubble of that, you know, glowing pregnant person so excited for it because it is. It's really, truly beautiful and amazing and everything else. Yes, it's hard, but so is life. Um, and, I mean, our parents did it. Our parents before them did it. You can do it, you know. 
Brittany can get through 2007, you can get through having this kid. Um, so thank you for listening to my first podcast. Um, all the people in the room, no one in the room. You know, I was really hoping for that studio audience still hasn't showed up. Um, I would, yeah, if you want to, um, hear more, if you've got any questions or you have anything to add, or you want to make any comments, please feel free to go to my Instagram or to my blog. Um, please ask Mickey and yeah, leave me some comments and let me know what you thought. If you really enjoyed the podcast, please share it around um, because I would be very forever grateful. Um, of course, I will come and kiss your face if you let me. I will do it. Um, thank you for listening to my first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please Ask Mickey is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, hosted, and produced by Michaela Burnett. Check out pleaseaskmickey.com. Editorial support from Julia Foskey, executive producers Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio stories, check out hit.com.au. Listener.